Hello and welcome to another episode of our program, Develop. It's our absolute honor and privilege to have you with us as we seek together to inspire and encourage one another to grow and develop and be everything that God designed us to be and to do everything that God desires us to do. And today, in the, uh, in the time that we have together, I want to share with you about the reality of the price tag associated with the original version of any brand. I don't know about you, but growing up uh, in Cairo, Egypt, we had a lot of imitation brand, particularly in the fashion industry. And uh, being a little uh, kid with very uh, little resources, uh, many a times I, I uh, succumbed to the pressure of getting the brand imitation, the imitation of the brand that we love, whether it was the, the jeans or the, or, or the shoes that we, we appreciated the, the brand, but we couldn't afford the real version, so we got the imitation of that version. And, uh, and as you can see, uh, this particular image is in a place in, in Egypt called Port Said. And Port Said was about two and a half to three hours away from where I lived in Cairo. But it was the one place where you could afford buying uh, real uh, brands, original brands of, of uh, fashionable things for uh, a little bit less than what you would get them for in Cairo. Because that area, um, you know, uh, you didn't have to pay taxes and so forth. So um, every blue moon, uh, we would travel as a family uh, to this particular area and we just go for a day and shop or a few days and shop and, and come back because it was inexpensive. However, when on your way back to Cairo, they would check you out to see how much clothes that you got and they will charge you a lot of money that doesn't really make it worth your investment to go there because they knew any clothing that was uh, branded, they would charge you per item. So um, we started not going there as a family, but as a teenager, about 13, 14 years of age, I was hit with the fashion bug. And uh, w one year I saved a lot of money to go to Port Said and, uh, and, to, and to buy. I just wanted one jeans and one shoes. I didn't even need a top. One jeans, one shoes. That's all I could afford. And um, my parents wouldn't take me there. So I took the tram in the morning at about four o'clock in the morning, went to a particular area where there's the one area where you could take the bus to Bor Said, which was about three hours away. And the bus start, it was, was about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. It departed we arrived to Port Said by myself. Arrived to Port Said at I don't know early hours of the morning. The first thing I did, I went and had breakfast with the little money I had. Then went to that one shop, got the jeans, got the shoes next door uh, from that shop. And then I sat there for eight hours waiting for the bus to take us back home. And, uh, and I was smart enough uh, to wear, you know, silly clothes so that I changed in the, in the new clothes I had and I had no bags. So when the taxes people would check me out, well, what are they going to think? So I didn't pay any uh, extra taxes for that, which was really good. But as a little kid, I knew that the original had a different price tag from the imitation. 
the original had a different price tag associated with it than the imitation brands. And I chose from a young kid to follow my passion and pay the true amount that was equivalent with the product that I needed. And I wonder how many of us are willing to pay the price for the original brand of Christianity that Jesus came to introduce to planet earth. There is actually different types of brands of Christianity. And as long as I live, and many of you, as long as you live, you want the one brand of Christianity that Jesus originated will be heightened up. People will be willing to pay the price that's associated with that brand and will not settle for less. And, you know, for us, all of us are confronted daily with the decision of our response to that original brand of Christianity. And there are so many responses. I just want to categorize categorize them for you in three simple ones. Our responses to the Jesus brand can be first a response of ignorance where we say, you know, what, what on earth? You know, every brand of Christianity is the same. You know, I can go to church. I, I, can, I can be part of a, of a Christian community. I can do what everybody is doing. But I don't even know what is the original brand of Christianity. I don't care about that. Others of us may have subscribed to the imitation brand. Why? You might even call yourself prudent. Why? You're a wise person. You're not investing too much for something so similar to the original. That is an imitation brand of Christianity. We call that churchianity. And if you've been around us for long enough, you know, the brand of churchianity looks so similar to the brand of Jesus-like Christianity. It looks so deceptively similar. It sounds so spiritual. It sounds so wise. It's the brand of Christianity that attracts people to an event. It's a brand of Christianity that creates a concert-like environment where we feel fired up, light, camera, action, smoke, and, and you just fired up with all the excitement and the emotionalism. It's a brand of Christianity that in, encourages you to invest the time and the effort in the, in the spiritual religious activities and the worship activities and the volunteerism. And, and it's all about how much you know and how much you do. And it sounds so religious. It sounds so spiritual. It sounds so wise that you can do something with positive psychology that sounds so much like Christianity, but you're getting the best of both worlds. You are communicating a message that attracts the masses, but it doesn't cost too much that people are ready to embrace. It's the type of Christianity that promises the world. It promises meaning, purpose, excitement, happiness. You know, it promises that you're going to be great. It's an imitation type of Christianity because you and I know the real brand, what Jesus communicated, said, if you want to be my disciple, what? What what do you want, Jesus? If you truly want to be my disciple, the brand is deny yourself. Carry your cross daily 
and follow me. Friends, that brand of Christianity is so costly that we have accepted the imitation brand that is so costly, effective, if you like. But it's an imitation brand. And as a little kid, I knew you needed to invest what you needed to invest and save what you needed to save in order to get the real deal. And then there is some of us, there is the response of semi-investment. We know that brand of Christianity is living wholeheartedly for Jesus, is living Christ-like on earth, and we're willing to invest until the going gets tough, until selfishness collides with the demands of our Heavenly Father. It's, it's a brand of Christianity that works as long as I'm being rewarded. It's like, I'm going to invest as long as I'm going to get you know the return on investment. The brand of Christianity that works as long as God is giving us the flow, as long as God giving us the reward, as long as God is looking after us. But it's a brand of Christianity that, that it collides with the expenses of following through when it is not easy. Yet, you and I know that every God-honoring individual knows that the original is the best. The original brand of Christianity is worth living for. Look at what the Apostle Paul wrote uh, to, the, to, to uh, a group of people in, in Philippi, uh, 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 new Christians in Philippi. And he says to them in Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to read most of the scriptures from the message paraphrase. It says, I did not want some petty inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. You see, Paul, when he says that I refuse to take an inferior brand of Christianity, that to him came at a cost. You see, in, in those era, Paul was known as the apostle to the Gentiles. In that church in Philippi, there was a group of people of a Jewish background believers, if you like. And they said, yeah, Jesus is great. We have no problem with Jesus and we should follow him. But... Don't take away the, the brand of the Jewish law, the brand of religious activities, the brand of external outward uh, adherence to and the performance uh, in a religious environment. And Paul could have saved himself the pain of being opposed, like he writes in Philippians chapter 1, the pain of, of being uh, hitting heads with those uh, uh, Jewish background uh, people. And he could have settled for a compromised version of Christianity. He says, well, you know what? At least they love Jesus. I should just settle and not be so radical. You know, God asked us to love one another. Don't major on the minors. Paul didn't say that. He actually got opposed and troubled and he paid the price in order to keep 
in complete and utter, complete and utter guarding of that new brand of Christianity that focus fully on Jesus, not try to manipulate the situation so everyone is happy. He didn't, he didn't receive an inferior brand and he stood his ground. And you will hear what he says to this group of people about how furious he was about anybody that undermines the brand that Jesus came to launch on planet earth. And in, to those people who oppose Paul and oppose the church, those people that said circumcision is the real deal, this is what Paul says to them in that same chapter starting from verse 1. So let me uh, read it for you. After Paul uh, says to the believers, I want you to rejoice. I'm going to repeat the same thing I've said to you again because it's safe for you to remember those things. He says that. Steer clear of the barking dogs, those religious busy bodies, all bark and no bite. All they interested in is appearances, knife happy circumcisers, I call them. You see, what Paul was saying here, he used that very aggressive word of dogs. In fact, there's potentially those Judaizers were calling the Gentiles dogs. Uh, it's like wild dogs, not the, you know, your pet dog. It's, it's, a, it's an aggressive type of, of, of a dog that wasn't taken as a, as a, as a, you know, a pet at home. And, uh, and, and he was saying to them, those people who are creating this inferior brand of Christianity, I'm going to call them as they are. They're dogs. They're evildoers. In another translation, the evildoers, the mutilators of the body. They, they use the circumcision, which was a sign uh, of being part of God's people. Now they use that as the aim. They change means uh, to be goals of Christianity. And, and Paul is saying, all they are after, all they are after is not the heart, the internal worship. He said that to them as well in, in Romans chapter 2. He said the Jews are not Jews because of an outward worship or an external sign. It's the Jews who are Jews in the internal heart. People that have changed on the inside and they are living out the ex externally who they are internally. They're not people that are interested in external worship as a, as, a, as a manipulation. And instead of being changed, they just do the external worship. They please God with their lips, but their hearts are far away from Him. You know, that's what we, what, that's what we make Christianity as. And I want to say this out loud for everybody that now looks at Christianity as, as you know, uh, a way of the numbers of people that do external religious activities. I want to challenge that biblically and say that's not what God said. God wants the hearts even of the little remnant people rather than the exterior and the external appearances that make somebody look like they're following Jesus, but they're following an inferior brand. And what are they doing all this for? Look at what Paul says. says we couldn't carry this off by our own efforts, and we know it. Even though we can list what many might think 
our impressive credentials. This is what the Judaizers were doing, impressive credentials. And, and Paul shares some of these Jewish credentials, that he was, had a legitimate birth, that he was circumcised on the eighth day, that he was an Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin, that he was a strict and devout adherent of God's law, that he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, basically. He was someone who was seriously adhering externally to what God's uh, law was, uh, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as a lifestyle. And there was nothing wrong with that. But Paul really heightens the motivation behind this, that first of all, they were doing this for an appearance and they're doing this for an ego show. Because they couldn't really please God by their performances. Nobody can. But they were using these performances to feel better than, to look better tribe than other tribes, to, 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 to appear to be the best possible version when the reality was that there was no internal conversion, no internal new nature. It was just all religious activity. And the first brand of Christianity that we're confronted with is the brand of appearance. When all you care about is your value, when all you care about is your credential, when all you care about is what people think of you, it's an appearance-oriented Christianity. And Paul's saying that is an inferior type of Christianity. That's an outward appearance of no value. But then he says to them this, the very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege. In other words, the priceless knowledge of Christ Jesus as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. And he calls it dog dung. And then he says, I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I gave up all the inferior stuff. Why Paul? So I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power and be a partner in his suffering and go all the way with him to death itself. And in just few sentences, what Paul does is tell us the new brand of Christianity, but the heart behind it. The new brand of Christianity, but first he tells us the heart, then he tells us the action. But first the heart behind it. Why will I trash everything else, the appearance, the credit, the credential, what people think of me, the activities that I do so that people can clap me, the glory that I'm going to get because it builds my ego. They say, look at this person, so godly. Look at this person, so involved. Look at this person. No, no, no. He's saying, I'm going to tear all of that up. Even though I had the capacity to brag about these things, anything that was credit to me, that brought self-centered Christianity, I'm letting go of that. Why, Paul? He said, simply because of Christ. 
The brand of Christianity that we are invited to embrace is a brand of Christianity that built on a heart, is built on a heart of adoration, a brand of adoration of Christ. When does that brand take place? When you capture His value. When you don't live for your value, but you capture His value. Any brand of Christianity that begins of outward activities first is that is false dawn. You know, the first thing that you and I are invited to embrace is Christ Himself. The excellency of knowing Him personally. That's why Susie and I and many of our friends uh, uh, who love Jesus wholeheartedly would be praying, Father, reveal Yourself to us first. We don't just want to respond, you know, to activities and 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 and, and ministry and 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 funky things that we do for in the Christian world. God, we want to first adore you and may our life be a response to your adoration. No ministry, no success, no engagement, no people's opinion, nothing matters. All like dog dunk when it's compared to your majesty, majestic one. Imagine if you and I would build our life and I'm so fired up about this because Christianity has been removed from Christ. Christianity has become a brand about a church, brand about activities, brand about our own achievement. And you and I want to be great and use God for our greatness when Christianity is about adoring the one that matters most. I want to say it in every polite way that I can. If your Christianity is about you, it's an inferior brand of Christianity. And then after that heart of adoring Jesus, look at what Paul does. He tells them the activity, the action that springs out of that. And he says, so let's keep focus on that goal. The goal of adoring Jesus and living for his purposes. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Let's stay on it. And he goes on and says, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals and trying to get you to go along with them. I have warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross, but easy street is a dead end street. Easy street is a dead end street. Friends, what Paul is saying, if you adore Christ, you have to pay the right value. You have to pay the right price. And that's where we become abandoned for God, recklessly abandoned for His cause, totally devoted, totally committed, live for nothing else. That is the right response to adoration, abandonment, to live completely wholeheartedly for the one who lived and died for us. And that's when we're willing to pay the true value, not the imitation value value for the brand. Friends, 
you and I are confronted with two opposing traditions, two opposing voices. One says total commitment, one says something else. And, 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 and have you noticed what Paul is saying? The people that are asking for something less than total commitment, they're trying to get you on board with them. Why? So that they could feel good about themselves. Because the enemy is behind all of this. He doesn't want wholehearted commitment. We need to ask ourselves, we need to ask ourselves, what are we willing to pay for multiplying Jesus' likeness in our world? We are confronted with either going with the flow, going with the inferior brand, going with what people value, going with what people approve, or going for what Paul paid for and what Jesus died and rose again to introduce. And I want to propose to you very briefly three things that you and I are going to respond when we recognize the true brand of Christianity. Number one, we gain new insight of what is it that we live for. And new insight for what is it that we live for. You know what? Sadly, if you are not aware of the different brands of Christianity, you might be sucked in to follow someone else's goals or some other brand's easy street. But easy is a dead end street. So may God give you vision to see what Christianity is like. Don't just follow the flow. Don't just be tricked by what culture presents to us. Figure out biblically what is God's goal for the people that walk with Him and live for Him. Secondly, it gives us brokenness and heart. When you see the reality of what's going on, like Paul saw it clearly, he said, you know what? I will do anything. I will forfeit anything. I will suffer anything. I will do anything because I feel broken for the brand of Christianity that people want to tarnish. I am not just going to go with a program. I am going to give everything I have for what counts. And we've become so... So easy going, so easy going that it's not hurting us that Jesus isn't being magnified, that he's being replaced with, a, with an inferior version of his brand. We should be broken for what breaks God's heart. And finally, when we, when we understand the vision, when we're broken for that vision, it creates urgency and investment. When we, where it's self-denial, where we're not just following Jesus and paying the cost when it's convenient. Where, where you're actually not just thinking, okay, feed me, you know, the Christian version of self-centered Christianity. Feed me, excite me, reward me, you know, applaud me. No, 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 no. It's like, I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to be praying my heart out that God would enable me to go out of my comfort zone by the enabling of the spirit. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to get out of what, you know, forget that self-centered Christianity. Who am I seeking to disciple? Who am I seeking to reach? Who am I seeking to bless? Not, not living life just like every Tom, Dick and Harry, but living life with a purpose. And that is 
our prayer and our heart for you, that you would be willing to pay the price for the original brand, that you wouldn't do life like every single person around the world doing life, but you do life on purpose and for a purpose. You live your entire life for the purpose of expanding the true version, the true brand of Christian. Don't just be enjoying the reality of being at a church. Don't just enjoy the reality of having fellowship with other Christians. Don't just enjoy the reality of being fed by God's Word. Come on, let's do something that demonstrates our adoration to Christ because what's on the heart will be revealed in our life. Don't be lazy. Don't settle for second best. Don't count the cost and let go. Count the cost and pay because Jesus is worth it because of the excellency of knowing, the priceless excellency of knowing Christ Jesus my master and your master. And when we do that, when we truly do that, God opens doors for his version of Christianity to invade your world and my world until the day when he sees us face to face and say, I knew exactly why you did what you did because you truly loved me. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord encourage and bless you as you live for him wholeheartedly. It's our honor and privilege to be with you. Looking forward to seeing you next time.